Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. everybody. Good evening. <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, isn't it? Isn't it? And we're fucking late again. Um, you swore so early in the episode. Do you want to do a do-over? Here, I'll delete it. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> That's, it's deleted. Okay, we'll start over. Hi, right. everybody. It's Good evening. It's Tuesday, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Love Island UK. Um, if you couldn't tell, uh, I'm Carol Ann. I am Matt. And welcome back to another episode of Boost and Confused. Uh, that is late again, but we have good reason. We're just really busy. Sorry, everybody. We're sorry to the. Turns out the this is not our full time job. <laughs> the five people who keep replaying our episodes to give us the listens that we have. Yeah, it's appreciated. Um, so yeah, this week's episode is a follow-up to last week's episode. So last week we did Jack the Ripper um, because August this month is the 133rd, I guess, anniversary of um, the beginning of Jack the Ripper. Yeah, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> memories. Yeah, hashtag memories. Those are the, bring me back to the good old days. Um, so last week was pretty um, much focused on the murders specifically. This week, we are going to just talk about the letters. So there's like four main letters that, um, I don't know, we're like most thought to be authentic or most talked about or most prevalent out of like the thousands that were sent. Um, yeah. Aren't they like I-O-U and <laughs> then um, like the A-E like combined because uh-huh. they always did that. Yeah. So I-O-U. Oh, wait. A-E-I-O. Oh, yeah, it's all, oh, yeah, only yeah. four. So that weird A-E letter. Yeah, very close. Um, but also, before we get into it, um, housekeeping items. Housekeeping uh, items are um, uh, leave a review on iTunes because Apple is the end all the and devil. be all. Um, just like we'll send you stickers and stuff. Yeah, right. So we're on all your favorite social media. <laughs> <laughs> we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And um, if social media is not really your thing, you can send us an email on booze to confuse podcast at gmail.com. Um, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, we get like some DMs, some people send us memes. Um, it's great, it's a good time. Um, what else? Yes. If you like the pod and you want to support us and you've made it thus far um, into, I think this is episode 49. So if you've made it this far, uh, you know, thank you. Um, But the best way that you could support us aside from listening every week is by uh, following or, um, you know, subscribing and then leaving us a review. Um, It really does help, especially if you listen on Apple or iTunes or whatever it is. Uh, you know, they've got that algorithm. 
And if you leave a review and you send it to us, uh, you know, take a screenshot and send it to us, we will send you some Boost and Confused stickers for free. Like probably like 50. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, probably. So um, the last housekeeping item, what are you drinking? For the record, just like a behind the scenes moment, it's 930 Tuesday night. So to be honest, I'm going to publish this as soon as we finish recording. And it probably won't even be posted to most of the the feeds until, I don't know, a couple hours from now. So it'll probably be Wednesday by the time you're listening to this. It's already Wednesday, like, you know, like half the world, over half the world by now. That is accurate. Right. So most of our listeners are in the U.S., though. So. Mm. Mm. Um, I am I am enjoying. Uh, enjoying? Put that word loosely. <laughs> I'm enjoying um a new glarus spotted cow excellent do you know why i'm drinking this why are you drinking this because we are from chicagoland and yes. we were in wisconsin yep and, and that, that's what you do that's just what you it's do what you that's do. what you do um everybody i feel like who's been to chicago or sorry not been to chicago everybody who's from chicago who's been to uh just like right over the border uh, you've definitely heard about New Glarus beer. I feel like it's okay. I feel like it's good. It's not the best beer I've ever had. It's definitely overhyped. Um, I would rather have uh, three Miller Lights. <laughs> That's kind of rude. Which Miller Light is also actually based in Wisconsin. As you know well. what? No, I no, I was wrong. I would rather have a nice Revolution Brewing. Yeah. Chicago made. Yeah. For the Chicago boy. Yeah. Or girl. Um, but I feel like it's just customary to overpay for a case of spotted cow. Um, before we get into the episode real quick, just like very long story short. Um, it's pretty well known at this point that like, if you go right over the Illinois, Wisconsin border, uh, like any gas station, convenience store, whatever, they upcharge the hell out of their beer. So you end up paying probably close to 50 bucks for a 24 case of any uh, New Glarus beer. And uh, one time we were coming back from a funeral in Milwaukee and I was just not in the right mindset. And I bought a case of beer uh, from a, one of those said gas stations and it was like $45. Didn't know it until I pulled my credit card out after the transaction went through. And I'll never make that mistake again. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Spotted Cow tastes like it wants to be like a pale ale, but yeah. there's some fruit in it, and yeah, uh, uh, it's okay. It's yeah, it's okay. I, I should yeah. give, I should give ratings from now on. Ooh, we um, can do a rating system. I of, like that. Out Let's of do six, that. Um, out of, why out of six? Six. What's my rating system? I don't know. Six broken bottles. Um, this is a. Uh, this is two and a half broken bottles and a splinter in your foot I, out of six broken bottles. Why are the bottles broken out of because you uh, thr- enjoyment because you or anger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you throw them at the wall. Okay. Yeah, so, so I assume the more you enjoy, the more broken bottles. Because yeah, up to the six. The drunker you're getting. Up to six. Okay. Six is like a solid. What if you're drinking like only canned beer? The rating system is bottles. Okay. As of right now, it might change okay. to something else. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Okay. Two and a half broken bottles and a splinter in your foot <laughs> out of six broken bottles. Great. 
Nuglaris spotted cow. Great. Go bears. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I feel like we should just get into it at this point. Yeah, sure. Go for it. All right. So last week we covered the canonical five. This week we're talking about the letters. So there were hundreds of letters that uh, were claimed to have been written by Jack the Ripper. And there's like four main letters that are deemed to be the most credible. So uh, in the order in which we will talk about them, um, there's Dear Boss, Saucy Jackie, um, which is a postcard, actually, um, From Hell, and Openshaw. Okay, Openshaw is like a little bit different than the first three, but we're just going to keep it in there. So we'll start with Dear Boss. So this letter was addressed to the Central News Agency of London, and it was dated September 25th, 1888. They received it the 27th. So definitely the post office was like much more efficient back then than it is now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this one is considered to be the first letter signed by Jack the Ripper, which is where the name came from in the first place. A little fun fact. I don't know if I mentioned that in the last episode, but there you go. So this letter is written in red ink. It's two pages long. There's a lot of like spelling and punctuation errors, which I feel like is probably pretty common for the time. I don't know. I don't really know like how, like what the average education level would be back then and like how common it was for, you know, errors like that. Uh, Education was was still definitely um, more prevalent in the upper class. Yeah. Um, but you know, also, um, even though you did have like more uh, easily printed stuff, uh, people just kind of spelled things how they wanted to, like phonetically. Like I think this is how this is spelled. Makes sense to me. Yeah, but I'm also <laughs> super put off that you said that he signed it Jack the Ripper. Yeah. You can't give yourself a nickname. It's like oh, that it's first. Like... <laughs> it's it's like that kid in college who comes in and he goes. What's up, all? Uh, my name's my name's Jeff. But you can call me Thrasher. Yeah, it's like um, for anyone who watches Ninety Day Fiance, it's like nope. Ed, um, who calls himself Big Ed. He's as tall as I am, which is four foot eleven, but he calls himself Big Ed. Is he the Halik he, guy? Yeah, he's the May I Halik you. He's, he's got he's he's gross. got no neck. He's not gross because of his physical looks. He has a terrible personality and he's like a gross human being in the sense that i think really that show just has a lot of people who are like um what do they call them like sex tourists yeah I don't. that's that's what he is he's gross so he is he's gross he's yeah. got no neck well that's no see the whole thing i was just saying is that he's not gross because of like his physical no i didn't say it's because of his lack of neck he's gross i'm just saying he's gross and he has no neck okay just to clarify all right, so back to Dear Boss. How does um, he wear ties? Ed? Big Ed? I don't know. Big Ed little ties. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, so the overall motivation of um, the Dear Boss letter was, I guess, like to mock the efforts that they were doing at this point to investigate the murders um, and basically allude to like future murders to come. So I will read said letter. If I really wanted to uh, get Matt to divorce me, I would read this in a terrible accent, but I'm not going to do that. Um, I haven't been watching that much Love Island UK. Um, That's an absolute lie. (laughs) Just one episode a day. Leave me alone. One a day? Yeah, it's one episode a day. 
because they only release one episode a day. Matt, okay? But you're like eight seasons behind, so you're watching. I'm watching some of the old seasons while I wait to catch up. Okay, anyways. Dear Boss, I keep on hearing the police have caught me, but they won't fix me just yet. I have laughed when they look so clever and talk about being on the right track. That joke about leather apron gave me real fits. I am down on whores and I shan't quit ripping them till I do get buckled. Grand work the last job was. I gave the lady no time to squeal. How can they catch me now? I love my work and want to start again. You will soon hear of me with my funny little games. I save some of the proper red stuff in a ginger beer bottle over the last job to write with, but it went thick like glue and I can't use it. Red ink is fit enough, I hope. Ha, ha. The last, sorry, the next job I do, I shall clip the lady's ears off and send to the police officers just for jolly, wouldn't you? Keep this letter back till I do a bit more work, then give it out straight. My knife's so nice and sharp, I want to get to work right away if I get a chance. Good luck. Yours truly, Jack the Ripper. Don't mind me giving the trade name. P.S. Wasn't good enough to post this before I got all the red ink off my hands, curse it. No luck yet. They say I'm a doctor now. Ha, ha. That's pretty jovial for a, for a like, I'm going to keep killing people letter. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of kind of fucked up so they get this letter and they think that it's like a hoax right because remember they were getting tons and tons of letters like this maybe not like that i don't know specific but they thought it was a hoax until Catherine eddo's body was found on september 30th and it gave some credit to the letter because there was that promise to clip a lady's ear off so there's some solid investigation work done um just kidding. The police are basically like, well, let's just publish the letter and see if anyone recognizes the handwriting. And that was what they did. They were hoping that somebody would recognize the handwriting and just be like, hey, you know, I think that's my cousin Johnny. Um, yeah, it didn't really produce much in terms of like credible leads. So after it's published, there's tons of hoax letters sent in that copied key phrases from this letter. And they all signed it Jack the Ripper. It sounds kind of like TikToks. <laughs> it's like people are just olden like, world tiktoks what do they um oh god i'm so old what do they call it when you take a tiktok and then you like respond to it with your own tiktok but it's like um oh geez what do they call it's this not a merger no it's, That's a, uh, it's a business um, thing uh, oh my god um uh it's, um, it's a stitch stitch do you no, stitch I'm going to have uh, to look this up Pause. Later. Pause it. Stop recording. <laughs> Stop recording. It's too late now. They they know. Um, oh, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to come to me at some point in the episode. All right. So who, who wrote this Dear Boss letter? Um, the authenticity of the Dear Boss letter has been pretty divided for as old as the letter is. Um, police around the time originally thought that it was just a hoax from journalists, uh, but their suspicions like weren't really publicized, if you will. Um, there's this journalist back in 1931 who apparently confessed to having written the letter. His name was Fred Best. He worked at the Star newspaper um, with a, a good pal named Tom Bullen, and apparently Fred confessed that they wrote the Dear Boss letter together, um, as well as the saucy Jackie postcard, which we're going to get into after this and other hoax messages 
allegedly from the killer in order to maintain acute public interest in the case and um, just have like higher sales of the publication that they worked at. And they came up with the name Jack the Ripper together. What is it called? Did you Google it? Um, I'm on popbuzz.com <laughs> and it's uh, TikTok slang. Uh, okay. And right now I'm at the word simp. Okay. Uh, ratio shifting Mm-mm. shadow band. No. Um, a brain emoji. Mm-mm. Caught in. Mm. Sheesh. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. All right. We're. True. We're, we're going to move on. Um, Bussin. No. Okay, so there's a lot of handwriting analysis done to determine, you know, how authentic this letter is. Um, and they they do this analysis against, like, suspects' handwriting. And um, actually, there was a linguist in 2018 who said that at the very least, the Dear Boss letter and the Saucy Jackie postcard um, were written by the same person. So that's at least somewhat helpful. And um, this person's name is Dr. Nini, which I think is very oh, that's cute. It's a, a fun name. Uh, so Dr. Nini stated, my conclusion is that there is very strong linguistic evidence that these two pieces of correspondence were written by the same person. People in the past had already expressed this tentative conclusion on the basis of similarity of handwriting, but this had not been established with certainty. So that's the Dear Boss letter. So we will get into the Saucy Jackie postcard. Um, I like that name. That we mentioned before. I like before. that one. Also, the amount of times that I just called it Saucy Jack in my notes and then like halfway through corrected myself, Saucy Jack just sounds worse for some reason. I don't know why. So Saucy Jackie is this postcard that's received again by the Central News Agency of London, postmarked October 1st, 1888. Similarly to the Dear Boss letter, it's determined to be credible enough based on information within the letter itself um, by authorities to be published with the hopes that someone would again recognize the handwriting. It worked out so well the first time. Let's do it again. Um, I'm going to read this one. It's not as bad as the next one, but there's definitely like the letters that I have have the like spelling errors in them. So the next one is going to be really, really rough, but this one is okay. So thanks, Apollo. So the postcard says, I was not cutting dear old boss when I gave you the tip. You'll hear about Saucy Jackie's work tomorrow. Double event this time. Number one squealed a bit. Couldn't finish straight off. Had not time to get ears off for police. Thanks for keeping last letter back till I got to work again. Signed, Jack the Ripper. It's kind of like if uh, Charlie from Always Sunny were a like serial killer. <laughs> And he was like writing letters to yeah. the police. Yeah, I'm I'm into that idea. Um, so because it says double event this time, which refers to the deaths of Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes, and it talks about how they couldn't finish straight off, referring to Elizabeth's death and the lack of mutilation. So if you listened to last week's episode, you would know that her body, um, very I guess shockingly, was like significantly less. Uh, mutilated then less murdered yeah than the other bodies that they had attributed to the jack the ripper killings um so they always thought that that person was like interrupted or um you know because it was in such a public place that 
yeah, I guess in this person's words, can finish straight off. Um, so it was thought that the person who wrote the letter knew details that a hoaxer would not have known. Uh, however, it's also argued that the postcard was sent before the murders were publicized, which, you know, would lend more credibility to what was sent. But at the point it was postmarked, details were already pretty widely known by journalists and the residents of the area. So I figure you probably sit into a, a pub or something and people are talking and you would just pick up on that. So... I don't know. Um, interestingly enough, the Dear Boss letter and the Saucy Jack postcard both went missing uh, after the investigation was closed. The Dear Boss letter was returned in 1987. The Saucy Jackie postcard still missing. I'd like to think that it's in like somebody's attic and I don't know. You know how like on Reddit there's always those posts of like, look what I just found in my grandparents' attic and it's like a brand new unboxed like, I don't know, Super Mario 3 or something yeah it's like uh three first edition base set pokemon card boxes yeah yeah but somebody like the equivalent of this would be somebody finds a fucking postcard allegedly from jack the ripper turns out my great 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 grandma was jack the ripper <laughs> i mean that's that's a well we'll get into that later but yeah that's that's a, a potential um, so that's that for the Saucy Jackie postcard. And now we're going to move on to the From Hell letter, um, which I think is the creepiest for reasons that will be very obvious. Um, so the From Hell letter was sent to the chairman of the Whitechapel Vigilance Committee, George Lusk. And um, George didn't receive just a letter. He received the letter alongside half of a preserved human kidney. Oh. It's pretty gross. So some of the significance here is that the Vigilance Committee was formed to help the police find Jack the Ripper. So it's obviously very targeted to George. So this letter is postmarked for October 15th, 1888, and George receives it the next day. And an examination of the kidney reveals that um, the person from whom the kidney came from suffered from Bright's disease. And uh, the person who claims to be the author claims to have fried and eaten the other half of the kidney with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Uh, <laughs> oh god I think, that was, I, I think that was so liver though was it, was it kidneys oh sounds of the lambs yeah That's what that was i'm sorry for everybody who's listening with headphones that you just had to have that like piercing in your your ears Although I guess my voice says that enough, so <laughs> maybe you're used to it by now. Oh, 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 I, I didn't say it. Uh, all right. So this letter reads, from hell, Mr. Lusk, sore. I, okay. You know what? I'm going to stop right here. He probably meant sorry. This, well, he yes. probably meant this sorry. This is the one that I was saying uh, where the spelling is just completely off. It's a little hard to read, so uh, just bear with me. Do you? Well, I'm a, I'm a teacher. Do you want me to try? No, I don't. Okay. Dear losers, <laughs> it's me, Jack. Sorry you couldn't figure out it was me, but actually it was. God. Mr. Lusk, sore, I send you half the kidney I took from one woman, preserved it for you, t'other piece I fried and ate, and it was very nice. Uh, N-I-S-E. 
Um, I may send you the bloody knife uh, that took it out if you only wait a while. W-A-T-E. Uh, longer. Signed, catch me when you can, Mr. Lusk. Dear police guys, <laughs> sorry my knife isn't here. It was in the other person, and I'm just trying to eat my other half of the kidney. Sorry. You love su- love Jack the Ripper. <laughs> you suck at your job. I, I swear, being a criminal back then had to have been so easy. You would think. You'd have to be caught in the act. The only fucking investigative work that they really did was like, hey, anybody recognize this handwriting? <laughs> like, uh, going going back to like January 6th, you know, it's like, hey, if you had your phone on you, we know you did it. Oh, we know well, you were yeah. there. We it's know just, you were there. We're going to get you. Oh, it's just stupidity. Um, so what's interesting about this letter is that it wasn't actually signed from Jack the Ripper, which is different than Dear Boss and Saucy Jackie. Um, the handwriting also doesn't match that of Dear Boss and Saucy Jackie either. So the authenticity of this is definitely questionable. But depending on who you listen to, it's either not authentic at all and neither are the other two. Um, or it's the only authentic letter, actually, because of the spelling. It's, like, very in tune with how things would have been. Um, you know, there's, like, you know, a pretty obvious reason for also why it might be the only authentic letter. It starts with a K. Ends with an idney. Kidney. Was it just, like, a cow kidney or something? No, it was an actual human kidney. Can you really be sure? I mean, yes. If you if you lined up three or four kidneys from different creatures, odds are, unless one was like a whale's, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you which one belonged to which. Well, no, but you're also not a medical professional. The professionals back then were like, we got to steal bodies to cut them up and figure out what the hell's <laughs> so, inside of us. So it's very fresh in their minds. And they'd be like, yep, that's a kidney. I'm sure they would go to a butcher and get some sheep guts and be like, hey, here's a human body. Done. Solid work. Uh, but here's, yeah. Here's six pence. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the primary reason that they thought it's the only authentic letter, letter is because the kidney that was delivered with it and it's preserved in like alcoholic spirits which i think is very interesting i don't know if i like were to take a a human organ i don't know that i would think to like put it in some booze and be like yep that'll keep it safe they'll probably preserve it pretty much yeah That'll yeah, preserve, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have thought of that. So also, some people think that this one was also a hoax because any medical student could have gotten a kidney and just sent it, especially with the knowledge that like, you could preserve it within some booze. So here's the part that really blows my mind. You remember last episode when, um, like, those two dudes, like, found a murdered woman? They were like, off to work I go. <laughs> So, well, yeah. so Lusk gets this letter with a human kidney. And he's like, nah, I'm not going to report it to the police uh, because he thought it was fake. So he doesn't report it until later when his friends are like, mm, you should probably tell somebody about this. 
Um, so there's this analysis of the kidney done by somebody named Dr. Thomas Openshaw, um, which is the Openshaw letter. Um, so he works at the London Hospital and found that the kidney came from a sickly alcoholic woman um, who had died within the past three weeks, um, which would actually be consistent with Eddowes. Um, but as with everything else about Jack the Ripper, this has all been, you know, in dispute because... There's, like, media back then that disputes those facts. There's media now that says, like, it's very contradictory to information and opinions that were given by other professionals. And um, there's a historian who said that, like, really, at this point, the only thing that could be concluded uh, is just that the kidney was human and from the left side of the body. So it kind of depends on who you listen to. If it's, like... You know, back then you could listen to uh, Openshaw, who would say that it's like the kidney of a, an alcoholic woman. Or you could just listen to medical professionals these days who would say, nope, it's just a human kidney. We don't know anything else. Not very helpful. <laughs> so what stands out more about this letter, aside from the fucking human organ that was sent with it, um, it's just the distinct difference in the literacy level, which is one of the reasons that they would say that this might be actually more authentic. Um, there's just a ton of grammatical errors, and it's it's really hard to read. I actually <laughs> encourage everyone to go look it up and try to read it because it's hard. Dear police people, <laughs> I did it again. I drew a picture with crayons of how I stabbed the person. <laughs> just like a stick figure. <laughs> It's got um, the arrow, like, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, frowny face person over here. Kidney. K-I-D-N-E. Uh, I mean, that's how he spells it, yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. Are you Jack, Jack the Ripper? Ripper? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... Don't tell my mom. <laughs> so, um, regarding this letter and the grammatical errors and the spelling issues, um, there's a lot of debate about whether or not this is real and like authentic uh in the sense that this person just has a lower literacy level or if it's just deliberate uh misdirection right um you know because it's possible that the person who was writing it was just trying like they could have been like a really well-educated person like somebody in the media um and just like tried to pretend to you know you know how you pretend to write like if you're like I don't know, a five-year-old or like when I pretend to write cards for you that are from the cats and it's really hard. <laughs> it's or like, you know, the baby or sorry. I mean, our executive producer. Um, yeah, it's hard. Or um, if you're trying to post an edgy tweet and you're like, my five-year-old just said this. <laughs> Everyone dies, mommy, even wolves. Shut but up, not Helen. words. Birds <laughs> never die. Helen, your kid never fucking said that, I swear. <laughs> um, so one of the other things is that um, the way that the letters are, like, pressed together, um, there's also a ton of, like, ink blots, uh, you know, on the, the letter and the paper. And so those kind of show that, like, maybe that person wasn't familiar with using a pen, which is kind of interesting. Um, I mean, yeah. It could also just be that the person who did write it is just a, like, severely deranged individual. 
He's probably having a giggle. Are you having a giggle, mate? Yeah. And maybe you just needed a better pen. Yeah, maybe. Got to go to penisland.com. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, Want me to spell it? No, I don't. Um, <laughs> sixth Jesus. grade me would have fallen for that. I'm I'm pretty sure that 32-year-old me you would still would have fall fallen for that. For yeah. That. Um, so there is, we're going to fast forward a little bit. So there's this handwriting expert named Michelle Dresbold who did this like documentary series for History Channel and argued that the letter is actually genuine based on like characteristics within the writing itself, particularly the invasive loop letter wise. So within this program that they do, there's um, like criminal profiling experts who create this like profile, allegedly, of Jack the Ripper, um, who state that he possessed a deranged animosity towards women, no fucking kidding, um, and skills at using a knife. I, I guess, yeah. Lacks in the spelling department. Yeah. <laughs> might be left-handed, but also might be right. Has hands, though. <laughs> Has a disposition for stabbing motions. So there's linguistic clues that they find, including, um, you know, spelling of the word preserved. Um, it's a tough word to spell. They spell as uh, P-R-A-S-A-R-V-E-D. Um, this expert felt that the letter showed that there's actually strong evidence that the writer was Irish or of Irish extraction indicating a potential link between the letter and this known Jack the Ripper suspect named Francis Tumbletty. So Tumbletty was this Irish-American quack doctor, if you want to call him that, who was mentally ill, um, resided in London during the year of the murders, and had multiple encounters with the law and a strong dislike of women, as well as a background of collecting body parts. So he was an Irish American living in London. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, sure. So they arrest him at the time as a suspect, and then they release him on bail um, because they didn't have any hard evidence against him. And so there's this um, purported diary of somebody named James Maybrick, who's another man who's been proposed as a Ripper suspect. Um, and there's references within the, the diary to the From Hell letter, particularly the cannibalism. Um, but even if the diary is genuine, um, the handwriting doesn't match the letter in the slightest. So I think that one's kind of like ruled out. So we're going to move on from the From Hell letter because I'm, I'm over it at this point. So the last one that we're going to talk about is the Openshaw letter. Um, much shorter, a lot less creepy, not um, not many human body parts with this one. But this is the same Openshaw we talked about before um, who analyzed the kidney and was like kind of involved within that. So October 29th, 1888, he receives a letter through the post addressed to Dr. Openshaw, Pathological Curator, London Hospital, Whitechapel. Um, and was postmarked London E, October 29th, uh, 1888. So the text of the letter reads as follows. Old boss, you was right. It was the left kidney. I was going to operate again close to your hospital, um, just as I was going to 
drawer me knife along or er bloomin throt them cusses of coppers spoilt the game but i guess i will be on the job soon and will send you another bit of innards jack the ripper this is like when i try and do voice to text <laughs> yeah kind of, it kind of is isn't it um sorry there's there's a little bit more in the letter Oh, have you seen the devil with his microscope and scaffold a looking at a kidney with a slide cocked up? So, um, again, encourage you to look up the Openshaw letter so that you can, like, look at the grammatical errors within that one for yourselves and understand why it's so hard for me to read. But so this letter becomes known as the Openshaw letter. What's really weird about this the word hospital is spelled correctly on the envelope that's addressed to Openshaw, but it is spelled incorrectly within the letter itself. So in the letter, it's O-S-P-I-T-L-E. Hospital. Yeah. It's like Tiny Tim. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go to the hospital. So that's one of those, like, was the illiterally, illiterally, <laughs> was the illiteracy within the letter forced or... Like, you know, did he have some help with the envelope so it didn't get lost? I don't know. Um, but unlike the other letters that had gone missing, this one is actually on display with other Ripper items uh, within the Royal London Hospitals Museum in Whitechapel, which seems, I don't know, I feel like to go see that would be the equivalent of like when we went to the Crime Museum in Tennessee and there's like the John Wayne Gacy stuff in there. That was like a little too close to home. It was a little fucking creepy. You remember the clown suit? Yeah, it everything was cool up until you saw that, and then you just kind of like, I want to go home now. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the they like start you off. It's like okay, the crime museum, so it's like the beginning of time crime. Um, not like Adam and Eve eating an apple that they were told no, not to. It was to. like pirates. Yeah, it was like pirates, and then it was pirates. It's cool. And then it was nine eleven. Yeah, there was a whole 9-11 thing. It was very somber. And then they had the OJ Bronco. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I put on those goggles for the drunk walk. And oh, I, yeah. I killed it. That's not. I killed it. I was so good. <laughs> you should not tell people that. I killed it. Um, yeah, and then you get to the John Wayne Gacy part, and it's like, look at his clown suit. And it's like, I want to go home now. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the end of it. Those are the four letters. Um, I guess did Jack the Ripper write these letters? Uh, was Jack actually Jill? You know, uh, were the letters written by journalists looking to boost sales? I'm very inclined to believe that these are all hoax letters that were written by journalists looking to just like keep shit in the press because that's what they do now. It's like clickbait, but back in the day. Well, murder was a an extremely uh. Popular is a very bad word to use, but it was very much like um, – there's this book I'm reading. Uh, it's it's called The Invention of Murder, and there's this this little anecdote from the author. Um, someone's killed in this little house, and, like, news gets around the town. So, like, literally, it's kind of like when you're driving on the highway and everyone's, like, rubbernecking to, like, oh, yeah. look at oh, what yeah. happened. yeah. Uh, people were like gathering outside the home and then like when the cops left they're like nobody touched anything in there we're not done and they all like got like souvenirs oh 
Yeah, it's like it's yeah, it was like shit. Yeah, like what else would you do back then? You'd like read a book by candlelight, but your candle that's uh-huh. gone. Yeah. You toiled in the fields for hours for a potato. Yeah. I would do that now. I would not do that now. I would do a lot for a potato. No, but yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely like uh let's just uh keep this story going. Sure, these are all linked together. Yeah, here you go. I I'm also very inclined to believe that because of the the hospital spelling within the last one. Um I feel like that one is kind of suspicious. We'll ignore the part about the human kidney being sent, but we'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's fine. So that's all that I have for today. Um, I'm going to make Matt do next week's episode because I'm tired of talking. Um, oh, I already have the topic for next week. Oh, great. It's just a matter of writing it and then recording. And then hopefully it's not Tuesday. Tuesday <laughs> when we record. Usually recording day for us is like mm, any time between Friday and Sunday. Uh, feels bad when it's Monday and I'm like, mm, got nothing for you. But it just happens because shit gets busy. We have an executive producer that I've been staring at from the camera down here because it's definitely her bedtime. And um, she has uh, not had a great day. She's been very demanding today. A lot of changes she wants to make. But she barfed on me like <laughs> out of times. anger. Like, yeah, like three or four times. So that's all we have for today. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I highly encourage you to go look up the actual letters to see if you can, one, read them because the handwriting is atrocious, um, but two, go read like the translated parts, translate transcribed parts, um, and see like the grammatical shit for yourselves. It's very interesting. But that's that's it for today. So I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Possible. <laughs> On Tuesday. <laughs> Hopefully before that. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye.